We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is August 19th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by Luke Sylvia, my co host. Luke, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am excited, uh, as I'm sure you guys are, for you guys to listen to this episode. It was a lot of fun and super unique. Anytime we're able to to get a, any type of magic player on the podcast, always a good time. I am currently on a cruise ship. We're in the Bahamas. So Rough we're in life. the past right now. You guys are in the future. So you will notice the next several episodes, we will be wearing the same clothes if you are watching us on YouTube, and that Correct. would be why. But yes, very excited to have RJ Hampton on the podcast. He joined. We talked about uh, this upcoming Orlando Magic season. We got a couple of actually like funny stories from RJ, kind of non-basketball related. We talked about Paolo. We even got to ask him about the Paolo DeJounte beef, and the schedule came out on Wednesday. That's the night that we recorded with RJ. So um, although he didn't get a chance to take like a super deep look at the schedule we kind of got his thoughts on just the nba life in general which was pretty exciting so uh before we get into that we're going to go through our list of our patrons so if you guys have not heard uh, we do have a patreon channel you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show um our patrons basically they financially partner with us each month to help us do awesome things with the show uh, do things like giveaways as well uh, if we you haven't checked this our website out, um, the sixmanshow.com. We do have a shop up there where we have some six man show branded shirts. The reason that I bring that up is because we also give away a free shirt in our Patreon channel uh, every single month. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, you can join uh, the Patreon channel um, at our All Star or Hall of Fame tier um, patron to be entered in one of those giveaways. So, um, but we also shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode. That's what we're going to do right now. Shout out Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti 93. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the support. Without further ado, we are going to get into the interview with RJ Hampton. 
All right, Orlando Magic fans, this is an episode that we have been really looking forward to. Uh, we are joined by Magic guard RJ Hampton. RJ, thanks for joining the show, bro. How are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me, though. I mean, yeah, anytime. You're welcome on the show whenever <laughs> you want, bro. How's your summer been going? What have you been up to kind of outside of basketball? Uh, it's been going good, honestly. Uh, ain't too, ain't been too much going on inside of basketball, really just hanging with family, uh, really just enjoying spending back spending time back home in Dallas. Uh, I've actually been here a lot this summer, actually. So just getting around Orlando, but you know, it's been, it's been chill. It's been a good vibe. Awesome. I, so RJ, I did, uh, I did some, some listening to, you know, podcast appearances that you've had. I know uh, you went on with CJ McCollum here a few years ago um, before you went over to, you know, to the, to New Zealand and everything. I wanted to ask you about that experience kind of here on the, the front end, RJ, like I, at the time he had asked you, I think, you know, what are you excited about to go over there? And you said the people and the food. Now, Jonathan and I, we, we love food. We're not ashamed to say that on this show. Uh, I wanted to ask you that, like, as far as food over there, I don't even know what kind of you would expect going over there as far as food wise. Was it completely different? And was there anything that like kind of became your favorite? Uh, I would say there's nothing that was like completely different for real. I feel like um, the only thing is like what's more normalized, like for like breakfast, lunch, and they're like, I feel like it was like a bunch of Americanized food. So it was easy for me to kind of get used to it. Uh, but like, I'll probably like two things like everyone over there eats avocado and toast for breakfast. Like, that's like just like you just like you got to eat that for breakfast. And then I'd probably say like the McDonald's over there are like much cleaner and like much like they appreciate their McDonald's much more than we do here in America. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. I'm a big fan of avocado toast. Did you adopt that at all? Have you? Did you eat that over there and did you keep eating it here or no? I ate it a little bit over there. My teammates like wouldn't be on the road. I would eat it, but like, I mean, I like avocado. I don't eat it no more for real. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was over there, I ate it a couple times. RJ, speaking about your experience, you know, playing for the Breakers, uh, our social video producer, his name is Manny. Um, you know, he lives in Australia actually, and and follows a lot of the basketball over there. He let us know that you got ejected pretty early on <laughs> in one of your first games for the Breakers. What happened there, bro? Uh, what did happen? I think uh, earlier in the season we had played that team. Uh, it was a team out of Melbourne, uh, the Phoenix. And, like, this one guy, he was just kind of, like, a dirty player for real. And, like, <laughs> we had kind of got into it in the preseason game or whatever. Um, and then I just remember, like, coming down the court and I'm, I'm guarding the guard that's, you know, pushing the ball ahead. And like he says, like a backspring on me, and like you know, if like you're a guy coming to set a backspring, and obviously the guy you know that you're about to set the screen on doesn't see you, you don't got to use no extra force for real. Like they don't even see you for real. So all you got to do is come up, set your screen, and move on about your day for real. And <laughs> basically, when he came up and set the backspring, he just threw an elbow. And when he threw the elbow, I, I was like ah. And then I seen him maybe like tw- ten seconds later in that same action. And I just ran straight over him. And then, yeah, you did. And we just got <laughs> scuffle or whatever. And then they ended up ejecting me, man. It wasn't my first time being ejected. Hopefully it's my last, but. but <laughs> right. Uh, hey, can I ask you, what's up with the Krusty the Clown in the background for our folks on YouTube? <laughs> Actually, I won this at, uh, I won this at Universal. They was, like, they had like a, a basketball game. Oh, me, of course. Like, and you just got like a stuffed animal or whatever, stuffed toy or whatever. And I got it. And so like every time people come to my house, they always look at it and I tell them that I got a camera set up beside there. <laughs> After you did that, did the universal guy come over and be like, God, like, I, I appreciate you being here, but we can't have you on this all day. Like you're going to bleed us dry. You got to move it, on. I believe, it, I believe it was me and Wendell, me and Wendell. We had one, we had one quite a few, they grew with quite a few people at the time, and we just was kind of passing out stuffed animals for real because we was just winning the whole time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I want to ask RJ as far as going to con you going overseas and playing and that decision. Um, I know that kind of part of it, like obviously, like it, a lot of their stuff, the food is Americanized, you know, able to just like speak English. There's not that disconnect that a lot of players that go overseas and play international might have doing that, but. Another thing is, you know, obviously that jump, you were really like one of the first to really start doing that. Like you did that and it just felt like it kind of set a trend, obviously. Um, But I as far as like college, that whole the atmosphere of college has changed so much in terms of, you know, the NIL, which I'm sure you're aware of that players are able to just outwardly like sponsorships, things like that and get money off the bat. Does that do you think like if you were in today's, you know, college you know you're making that decision all over again 
are you making that decision to go to New Zealand again? Or are you saying that you like, especially doing that now, would you have done that? Or are you going to college this time around? Uh, I think it, I don't even know. Honestly, I feel like the reason I wanted to go to New Zealand was to like, just to get better, just to play against home yeah. men and just really game. Um, and like the money was there too. Like I, I, I love that of course. Um, but like thinking about how the NIL stuff works now, it would have been a very tougher decision had that been there then. Because, uh, I, you know, I wanted to go to college really bad, and I, I still, you know, uh, watch a lot of college basketball. My One of my best friends – my best friend plays college basketball now, so I'm still like a big college basketball fan. So, uh, for me, it would have been definitely a, a much more difficult decision. So, as we talk about, you know, we're kind of getting more into basketball here, and we're – the schedule came out today. We're looking forward to, to next season – uh, anything really, I know you haven't looked at the schedule too deeply, um, but has anything really jumped out to you about that? I know you guys first two on the road and then the, the home opener is like the second night of a back-to-back. What has jumped out to you about the schedule so far? I'll be honest. I, I looked at it a little bit, but I just kind of ran through it. I really went to go look at, uh, when we played at Dallas so I could see my family, uh, mm-hmm. And have all my family and, you know, friends come out to the game for that. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think that, you know, whatever our schedule is this year, uh, got to be prepared, got to be ready for it. Um, it's, you know, I think we were one of the teams that had the most back-to-backs last year. Um, so that's uh, obviously something that, you know, we have to, uh, you know, deal with. And I think that we can and I think that we're ready for it. Yeah, and just to give you an, an idea as well, I know you said like you haven't gotten to look at it very much. There's a, a seven-game homestand that you guys get in November. So you guys got, got seven games there, which the I think the league owes it to you guys after you guys are on the road. Pretty much, it feels like the whole month of October. You start games, and then... You're, yeah. So, so yeah, I are you do you enjoy, like, how important is that you know, those seven home games, like for you guys, do you prefer so much more to play at home or do fans like a make a bigger deal about kind of if you're on the road or home or how that goes? I mean, I think it's just a, a matter of like how comfortable we are, um, you know, with being at home, you know, you get a lot more rest. Uh, you get a lot more time to, you know, get in the gym, get your treatment where you're comfortable at uh, after the games, you know, getting on a, uh, you know, getting your car, going to the airport to get on a plane, you know, uh, I think that's a, a big thing um, that a lot of teams use to their advantage, just the, the amount of rest that you get with these uh, home stands. So, you know, like you said, last year in October, I felt like we were on the road, the, you know, the whole month. So uh, I think that would definitely help us, uh, you know, a lot this year. But at the end of the day, you know, we got 41 road games this year, however they break it up, uh, and we got to go out and perform. RJ, I know yeah, everyone coming off of last season is really looking to improve, you know, the team and individually going into this coming season. Personally, what have you been working on, you know, this off season, and what are you looking to improve going into next year? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I've been obviously the cliche answer is to say you know, I've been working on everything, uh, but I would probably say um, just to continue working on my shooting ability, and you know, I really want to get to a point where I'm a 40% three-point shooter. I think from my rookie year to um, last year, I made a lot of strides and I, I learned a lot of things about myself as a shooter. Um, continue to be a playmaker, 
um, you know, four other guys. Um, I would say, you know, defensively take that next jump into being one of the best defensive guards in the league. Uh, you know, I think I, I showed my abilities last year, but now on a consistent basis, you know, trying to do that night in and night out is something that I look forward to. Uh, I think the biggest thing this year for me is just you know, conditioning. You know, you see a lot of these guys and he, these guys are putting up numbers, they're playing 82 games for, for 30 minutes. And, you know, it's because they're in the best shape. So um, that's been my main focus this summer, you know, trying to be in the best shape possible, but honestly the best shape, you know, of anybody else I'm playing against. Yeah, and you really kind of stuck out to us, RJ, in terms of last year, um, you know, I, as far as your catch and shoot ability, you shot like 40%, uh, which was good for a 76th percentile in the league off of catch and shoot opportunities. So you definitely were able to to show your ability there. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like you said, I'm, I'm sure that'll just make it even easier to continue to uh, improve upon, you know, your three-point ability. Um, as far as last season, RJ, you and I got to speak briefly uh, in Orlando at the draft tour week um, leading up, you know, days before the draft, you and I spoke and just talked about, you know, the, the team in general and, and that you think like this is the year you guys can make some noise. That doesn't come right. from you not having that type of experience and like thinking about that last year and, and what this team could look like for this year when fully healthy. Was there a game last year or a stretch last year that made you think, you know, this team is for real. We can actually do something. We just need to get healthy and then we'll be able to, to, you know, like you said, make noise in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely feel like there were some games last year where I was kind of, you know, thinking uh, towards definitely the, you know, the last probably month of the season, um, playing some of the, some of the more tougher teams in the league. I remember we were playing Cleveland up on them pretty much the whole game, lost it at their, uh, at their place, Even ended up beating them two weeks later, um, playing Phoenix. I think we might have lost to Phoenix by three. Um, that game took Philly to double OT in Orlando, um, ended up beating Golden State. So there were a lot mm -hmm. of games where I was like, yo, like this team is, we're right there. You know, we, we have a few more things to patch up, a few more, uh, you know, pieces that we need to get healthy. But like once that all comes together, I think that we're really a team that can, uh, you know, actually make noise and actually continue to grow and get better and, you know, be a threat in this league. We talked to Jalen um, the night of the draft, actually, after, you know, the, the Paolo pick he came up uh, to the promenade, which you guys probably have never even been that high in the arena. I know Jalen hadn't, but we asked him just kind of about the culture and the chemistry of this team. You hear that from every young team, and it's almost cliche to a certain extent. But Jalen echoed the fact that we've heard this from this, you know, time and time again time from again people from within people the organization. The and then the last game of the year, we heard it in all of your exit interviews. What do you think of the chemistry in Orlando? And is it really as special as it seems? Yeah, it definitely is. I think the chemistry that we have um, together on the basketball court is only going to grow stronger um, by by practice playing more games with each other. But the chemistry that we have off the court, uh, I think that's something that's unmatched. You know, uh, you know, basketball, you know, especially in the NBA is a business, but we all enjoy going to work every single day and being able to see each other and talk to each other and, and hang out with each other. So that's something I think that's special about this team that, you know, we're all young guys and we all have the same common interests, basketball, other things throughout our personal life. And we just all get along, honestly.
Yeah. And that's something that was kind of evident. And that's what really, you know, Jalen was talking about. He said, you know, it starts even in the morning, like you go in, you're, you, you know, some of the guys eat together, obviously, and you just do your whole day together. Um, how important is that going into this season, um, bringing in a guy like Paolo um, and, and kind of the Paolo's got this, uh, I don't know, I, it's a pressure for sure, right? Like as a number one pick, and I, I said this to Jalen too, he's the number one pick forever. Like that, that is, he has solidified this number one pick. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure that comes to being that. What does that chemistry do for, for a guy like Paolo to come in and really just like, feel like maybe a load was lifted for him coming in and, and just being able to just hang out with the guys? No, for sure. I think that, you know, especially uh, with the team that we have right now, I mean, I want to say, gosh, I want to say like, if not everybody on our team, but like maybe, maybe not two or three people are all first round draft picks. So like we all have a certain type of, you know, connection between each other. Uh, and, you know, with Paolo coming in, being the number one pick, like you said, uh, you're the number one pick forever. You're going to have that target on your back. You're going to have this, that, but we also have a former number one pick in Markel. So, you know, we have a, a guy that has been through that, knows how to handle the pressure, knows how to deal with it, fight through adversity. Um, so I think it just makes it a lot easier on him uh, being in a position where a lot of guys understand, you know, what this road takes and where you want to go and how you want to sustain and, you know, build yourself and your character in the league. What are your like early impressions of Paolo so far? Like on the floor, obviously you guys were there you know, at, at summer league, but like, how is he, you know, kind of like adapted to the team and how everyone has kind of like welcomed him in so far? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think our chemistry is so good. Like, it was just like one day we just added him into the group chat and it just was like he had been there forever. You know, we just all talk. We 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 hang out. We work out together. We practice together. It's just like he didn't skip a beat. We didn't skip a beat. Let's continue to make this thing roll. And, you know, once October 3rd comes and we play that first preseason game, you know, it's, it's, it's on Papa from there. Now, Jonathan, are, do you, I know that we wanted to kind of ask you, RJ, as, as far as Paolo goes and talking about him, he, he had a little uh, run in with DeJounte Murray um, playing in the, the Zeke end here. Right. Uh, I believe it was last weekend or so. And it, it you know, the, we saw kind of something happening in game based on the clips we were seeing on social media, but it, I don't know if we knew what it would that anybody would take the social media about it. Obviously all of our listeners know what we're talking about, but um, you're the first player we've had on since that happened. Did, have you heard anything? Do you know anything or what's your opinion on kind of that whole thing that went down and, and has Paolo talked about it? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, everybody knows the situation. Uh, P uh, he hasn't said anything directly to us, you know, about it. Um, I, I think, you know, we all kind of, have seen what happened honestly I I was with one of my friends at the time and he showed me the clip and I was I, I kind of laughed because I didn't think it was like serious mm. and I was like oh they're both from Seattle they're playing around yada 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 um and then I think my friend showed me the Instagram post and then I was kind of like oh, that's it's kind of weird you know I, I would I wouldn't do that I mean you you dunk the basketball you know what I'm saying it, 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 bravo for real but um you know, and then the aftermath of, you know, people going on social media, not even just them, but just other outlets and other people saying their own opinions. I mean, we'll never truly know what what went down. Hopefully, 
you know, it, it, it stays, you know, between the lines of basketball. But, you know, like I said, DeJounte, great player. Uh, met DeJounte in person, great person as well. Uh, and I just think, you know, it was, you know, basketball beef. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you've got to settle that, uh, you know, at the game. And, you know, we play the Hawks, I think, one of the first games of the season. So uh, we'll definitely be ready for that one. Yeah, I think, you know, to your point that Paolo hasn't even mentioned it to you guys, I think that just confirms what I thought is that Paolo wasn't really bothered by it and was kind of surprised that it got turned into like a big deal. And right. it seems pretty you know, ready to, to move on from it. But I wanted to you know, kind of pivot from basketball and just kind of ask you some more casual questions towards the end here. I know you've got the Michael Jackson tattoo you know, on the leg. What yeah. are like three or you know, maybe five of like your all time favorite Michael Jackson songs? Um, I probably say my um, I probably say my first my favorite song is Rock With You. Uh, probably say a sleeper song that I like is Liberian Girl. And then I'd probably say my favorite video. I mean, I think it's everybody's favorite video for real is Thriller. And that just kind of intrigued me when I watched it when I was a young kid. So you got the best song, the sleeper song, and the best video right there. I like, Yeah, Liberian Girl is a sleeper. I've never even heard of that. So you're definitely more of a hardcore MJ fan than, than I am. Yeah. Got to watch the video too. The video is crazy. I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask R- RJ as far as uh, kind of going into these rapid fire questions. You retweeted something the other day that said, by the age of 30, you should know. And so you've got some time, but if you've got a team, you have to let me know. You should know who you're bringing with you to the zombie apocalypse, who's on your team. And this can be, you know, NBA players in general, or it can be magic specific, whatever you want to do. Like, let's say that the team is like, let's say it's three other guys. Like, I, like who, I'm, who I'm bringing or like somebody, if I had to pick somebody off the magic though. No, no, you, if you got to, you can pick whoever you want. Let's say three people that like you guys, there's a zombie apocalypse coming. You guys got to board up and, and get going. I'd be, I'd be really thinking about this. Do I have to know them in person? I really got to know them. No, no, it's whoever you want. Oh, that changes me for real. Cause I was talking about like, yo, it's like people I know I got to set my team, but if it's not nobody, I know. <sighs> I don't know then. See, I got to do people. I know. I probably okay, do, my, pops, do, do. My, my, my pops, my best friend, Jalen. And then, I don't know, probably uh, not my little brother. That wouldn't, nah, he can't. Sure, <laughs> uh, we just going to rock out us three. My father's my best friend and me. All right. What is it? it? What is it about them that makes you, like, that's your zombie apocalypse team? See, I watched a lot of The Walking Dead growing up. <laughs> And, like, the way when, like, stuff's not going well, especially in a zombie apocalypse, people are going to turn on you, you know? Mm. I know they ain't going to turn on me. So we can fight every battle, and they ain't going to turn on me. They ain't going to switch up. So I, I know for a fact. And my pops, he, he, he yeah, he going to get down with the get down when it comes to some zombies, for sure. <laughs> Who would it be on the Magic if you had to pick one guy? Ooh. <laughs> on the Magic, if I had to pick one person. Oh, it's Kale. Markel. Oh, Markel. Markel or Sko? Markel or Sko? Oh, oh yeah. Sko, yeah. I can understand. The little uh, mix-up that you guys had in Charlotte at the end of the year, I, c- I can understand that. Yeah. 
I would pick, yeah, I'd pick Martell and Stoda Rockley. Awesome. Well, RJ, thanks for taking the time joining the show, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we know that you guys are, you know, gearing up for training camp in a few weeks here, and we're looking forward to yep. seeing you guys this season. Appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. That was our interview with RJ Hampton again. Thanks to RJ so much for taking the time stopping by the show. Super down to earth, dude. Really chill. Um, it's always refreshing when we meet these guys, and they're not like you know divas or you know really anything like that. Just a, a, a normal dude. Luke, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. And uh, honestly, probably wouldn't have happened without the the help of the Orlando Magic partnering with us for that draft week tour that RJ came out to. Um, we're able to, you know, establish connection with him there. We agreed that he would come on the show. And um, like you said, just super awesome to to be able to meet a, a guy like that who, like you said, is down to earth. Um, you know, one of the young pieces of this of this roster and hope the best for for him and, and hope that he just continues to develop. Yeah, looking forward to RJ season, looking forward to the you know, rest of the Magic season. But again, big thank you to RJ. It was a ton of fun. I think one of my favorite parts from that was definitely like the Krusty the Clown thing, you know, That's telling funny, that he, yeah. people that he's got like cameras in it and stuff. That was fun. So yeah, just super cool dude. Again, really appreciate RJ coming on the show. Be on the lookout. Monday, we're coming with another episode with Pee Wee to plug our boy Pierre from the Through the Wire podcast with House of Highlights. So be on the lookout for that. That is going to do it for us for this episode. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Let's go!